Andy Johnson. This is the Reading Instruction Show. Today we're talking about reading interventions and educational malpractice. Hmm, malpractice. Now know that there is no single evidence-based program, no research-based curriculum, or no scientifically-based teaching strategy that works best for all students who struggle with reading. There's no magic programs. However, there are a variety of strategies that research has shown to be effective with certain students for certain skills in certain situations. And the effectiveness or ineffectiveness of any strategy is dependent on how, when, where, for whom, and for what purpose it is used. Now, based on this, Teachers implementing an intervention for reading must have a variety of tools, pedagogical strategies, in their teaching toolbox. As well, teachers must be empowered to make decisions regarding these tools so that they can best meet the needs of their students. Thus, an effective approach to reading interventions should include a variety of research-based strategies. However, teachers should be able to use and apply only those strategies that they deem to be appropriate for their teaching situations, and teachers need to be able to flexibly apply them in ways that best meet the needs of their students. Now, in the world of reading interventions and RTI, we see this funny little word called fidelity. This term is often misused by the designers of commercially prepared reading programs and interve uh, interventions. And it's often misused by decision makers who are not teaching these kids in your classroom. Teachers are told they must implement an evidence-based strategy with fidelity. That means the district pays some for-profit company, the, industri the educational industrial complex, all right, pays them for an expensive program. It's given to the schools and teachers, they get a finger wagged at them and say, you must implement that program with fidelity. Fidelity, 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 it echoes. Now, this term has been misinterpreted in an educational setting as meaning following the instructional recipe as exactly as written. In other words, fidelity means that teachers are required to follow the directions and do exactly what the program designers tell them to do without question or variation when implementing a reading intervention. Following this logic, or following this illogic, a teacher working with struggling readers in a third grade classroom in Blackwater, Arizona, would be required to give the same treatment, air quotes, to their students in exactly the same way as a teacher working with struggling readers in a third grade classroom in Edina, Minnesota. Blackwater, Arizona, Edina, Minnesota, much different places, much different populations. However, program designers have already made this decision for them 
even though these for-profit program designers know nothing about these schools, these teachers, these teaching situations, and the individual students. While this concept, this way of thinking about fidelity may be appropriate for experimental research where control and treatment groups need to follow strict parameters in order to isolate a variable, it's neither effective nor appropriate when educating real students in the uncontrolled confines of the real world. Our job as reading teachers operating in this real world is not to isolate variables. Rather, it's to help real human beings develop their ability to create meaning with print. Moreover, hence therefore thus, since real human beings are not standardized products, it would be a form of educational malpractice to insist that teachers follow a recipe with fidelity. In fact, this would prevent them from being able to adequately meet the needs of their students. Now, can you imagine an engineer being told to implement a particular bridge design with fidelity when he or she found the particular terrain upon which the bridge was to be built had elements that were, were not considered up front? If you are undergoing a complex medical procedure, would you want your doctor to implement the procedure with fidelity without considering any of the particular medical variables? Would you want the lawyer representing you to simply follow some sort of lawyer algorithm, lawyer algorithm with fidelity in court? How then is it humanly possible to think that a teacher could implement any sort of reading instruction or intervention with fidelity with all the multitude of unaccountable variables present in a classroom of actual human beings. Now, there are two understandings of the term fidelity. It can refer to the exactness with which something is copied or reproduced. However, it can also refer to one's faithfulness to a person, cause, or belief. Unless one is conducting experimental research in a controlled environment, it is the latter definition that should be used when teaching real human beings in the real world. Thus, the appropriate understanding of fidelity regarding reading interventions or any instructional program would be to understand and accurately apply the research-based principles on which the intervention is based. This would enable teachers to adopt the strategies they deem to be most appropriate for their students and to flexibly apply them in ways that best meet their needs. In this way, teachers are able to use their knowledge, expertise, and experience to make the decisions that are best for their students. In education, we want the best and the brightest people to be working with our children. We want intelligent, creative, knowledgeable teachers. Why then would we not want them to use their intelligence, creativity, and knowledge? 
Why would we require that they simply follow algorithmic formulas? Why would we require them to mindlessly follow the directions of the program? Why would we mandate that, as we do, teachers to engage in educational malpractice? Following the directions exactly as written is educational malpractice. We must stop it. Teachers must be able to use their professional expertise, knowledge, and experience.